Well, if you don't know that Pinside Babies episodes are going to have a lot of cursing, this one's going to be maybe the worst ever. So please put your kids in a different room and somebody please tell Craig Bobby not to listen to this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Here we go. I don't think I've ever seen a more ridiculous thread in my life than the Rick and Morty thread in which Canada has swapped out the LCD monitor in his Rick and Morty to a much better monitor. And I've got fucking morons like Razor's Edge and Coin Dork on fucking Pinside telling people that I'm manipulating the images. That Canada is manipulating the difference in the LCD display between the stock Rick and Morty LCD and the new one that I put into the game. We're going to talk about that, and I'm also going to talk about the fucking drama. The drama between Zach Manny and Jack Danger, it fucking stops. It stops on this fucking episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast because the babies and the crying and the moaning and the groaning, it's going to fucking stop. It has to stop. People have to stop being so fucking delusional. So I wake up this morning and I go into the Rick and Morty thread in which I am sharing with the community things they can consider doing to their Rick and Morty games. You don't have to do any of this shit. You could buy your game, you can enjoy it the way it is, and you could fucking flip to Kingdom Come, and nobody will care. You'll have a fucking smile on your face, and you'll die, and no one will give a shit that you played Pinball Machine or you collected Pinball Machines. Nobody fucking cares to begin with. But if you're listening to this pinball podcast, it's because you care about pinball more than most people. And all I'm trying to do on Canada's episode of this fucking Pinside Babies is tell you, is tell you why the fuck would I manipulate the images on the two LCD screens? Why would I do that? Am I selling you the new one? And then there's some fucking asshole who was like, I don't even think he swapped them out. Oh, oh yeah, because I woke up. I had nothing better to do with my fucking day than to wake up and let me fucking manipulate and lie to the pinball community about the spooky pinball LCD screen. Let me go on a mission to tear down the quality of this game, a company that's been very nice to me, a company that gave me game number 50, a game that I've been playing and loving and enjoying. Let me just wake up and find something to bitch about with this game. You think that's what I was doing? No, you stupid motherfuckers. If you stand in front of Rick and Morty and you look at the LCD screen, it is fucking washed out. It doesn't look as good as a stern LCD. And there's a few reasons for that. But the main reason is so fucking simple. It's a fucking cheap LCD. And because it's a cheap LCD, the field of view, when you're looking at it, fucking is bad. And it washes the colors out. It's not because I'm a fucking hobbit who stands on a fucking pedestal to play the game, you stupid pinside fuckers. No. And I'm so sick of these fucking guys who are like, oh, it's, you know, I played on three machines and they all looked fucking good. Yeah, it's fine. It looks okay. You don't have to change this fucking monitor. But for those of you out there who want the best quality, there are much better LCDs on the market. There are much better LCDs on the market. And I'm not the one fucking who's telling you this. Fucking use Google. Look it up. This monitor that Spooky put in the game standards, probably like 30 to 40 bucks. And the one I put in is $60 and it's twice the thickness and it's got a better 
better field of view. And this is the part that people don't fucking get. It's not the contrast. It's not the brightness. It's not the settings that you can change to make it better. It's the field of fucking view. Some LCD screens, if you look at them from different angles, the picture remains clearer. And on some, it doesn't. And that's what you get when you buy a more expensive TV. Have you never seen the difference in TV prices, you stupid fucking pinside babies? Like, you guys are fucking unbelievable. Like, you don't understand the concept of how one TV might cost like 800 bucks and the same size TV might cost $3,000 because it's better picture quality. And that is what we're talking about here, you stupid fuckers. You can't take an $800 TV and fuck around with the settings and get it to look as good as a three dollars or $4,000 TV. But that's what these stupid fucking pinside babies are trying to convince people you can do. And this one guy on here, man, he can't even, he's so fucking annoying because his name is DNA, DNA Pack, DNA PAC from Orange City, Iowa. And he keeps saying that he messed around with his Rick and Morty settings on his LCD and he got his game the way it came from Spooky by changing the settings. He got it to look better than my game does with the new LCD in it. But you know what he's not sharing with anybody out there? He's not sharing what the settings are. And then every time someone asks him, hey man, like what are your settings set at? He just keeps showing the picture of the control board that, that changes the settings. It's like, hey, you dumb motherfucker. And I'm serious, I'm calling you a dumb motherfucker. We're asking for the setting numbers, not that fucking control board. What are the numbers, man? What's your number for contrast? What's your number for color? What's your number for brightness? Jesus, how, is this confusing to you? You said that you're able to perfect it with the settings that you put into your game. So what are the fucking settings, my man? Do you have 75 for contrast? Do you have 15 for brightness? Do you have this for, for contrast? Like, what is it? Why is it a big fucking secret? And here's why it's a big fucking secret. Because nothing you do on that control board will fucking work. Will change the field of view issues that the LCD has. And here's the thing. It's not a huge fucking issue. So yes, Canada is telling you, you don't have to make this change in your game and you'll still be fucking happy. So don't fucking say that I'm manipulating photos. You think like, also think about it like this. Why would I manipulate the photos? Am I selling you? Am I trying to sell you the new LCD? Is Canada now in the LCD fucking business the way Penn Stadium always does these before and after photos that are clearly, clearly the most manipulated before photos of all time whenever they sell those goddamn things? You ever see those things, those those Penn Stadium before and afters? It's like the before, the game has been shoved into like a black hole and they pour like black paint over the entire playfield. Like, see, look, you can't see any of the art. And then the after, the whole thing's fucking glowing like a fucking towering inferno. And it's like, no, I don't think the before, it's like, come on guys, like that's not the same game in the same room under the same conditions. Like you completely fucking manipulated it. And yes, yes, I will admit when I took my photos, like the the uh, the new LCD was in the, the, the housing of the back box and the old one I had to stand up. But come on, I'm not fucking sitting there trying to make, how can I make this look as bad as possible? And how can I make this look as good as, I don't give a fuck. Either you change it in or out or you don't. I don't give a fuck. I'm telling you right now, why would you think, just think, use fucking common sense, you pinside fucking idiots. Why would you think that swapping in a better LCD that's more expensive, that has a better field of view, that has a better display ratio, why would you think, why would you come to the fucking conclusion that when Canada made the switch, it wouldn't make it look better? 
Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? You just look at me, you hear my name, and everything I do is fucking wrong. Everything I say is fucking stupid. Okay, so who fucking got you the target decals fixed in the game? All right, who was talking to Scott Denisi about the upper orbit loop? I saw that too, people saying like, I'm not fucking taking credit, you fucking losers, for them fixing that. But I am taking credit for highlighting the issue more than anyone else. And we kept talking about it and we got it fixed, but I don't give a shit. I don't want credit for it. But man, you guys are fucking losers. If you think that I don't have enough intelligence to find things in games that companies can fix. And I've always been on the side of the fucking consumer. I've always been on the side of the consumer. And I do look over these games. And I want you guys to make sure that when you get your Rick and Morty, all the things that you should think about, you think about. Another example of that is like, okay, when you get your Rick and Morty, you should probably put a piece of tape underneath the lockdown bar because it's going to scrape the rails, when you put the lockdown bar on and off, it's already starting to make a little nick on my machine. Oh, should you say something, Canada? Are you complaining that Spooky didn't put enough fucking rubber underneath the lockdown bar? And oh my God, how could you care about that? Like, because guys like Hilton don't give a shit about stuff like that. They, their fucking lockdown bars are all scratched the shit on location, so they don't care. But I'm here to tell you, like, you're probably gonna wanna do that if you wanna keep your rails looking nice forever, okay? No, but what the fuck does Canada know? He doesn't know anything about pinball. He only has 490 fucking podcast. How many does fucking Razor's Edge have or Coindork? They have nothing. They're simple pinside babies. And here's the other thing about these losers on pinside. You know what they do? They hide behind pinside. You want to know what I don't manipulate who I am, Razor's Edge? You want to know what you manipulate? Who you are. We I've seen guys like this in the past. Remember like Beezleboob, Beezlebob? Remember that guy used to talk so much shit and then he came out from underneath the anonymity of fucking pinside and he showed everybody who he was and fucking, you know, whatever. And that's it. He can never regain. Look at him now. He's so neutered on Pinside. He can't say anything ever again because people see who he is. You see who I am. I'm not, I'm not hard to find. I'm right here. I am here, CanadaPinball at gmail.com. I go on Facebook Live. I don't hide who I am. I don't hide where I live. I don't hide what I look like. I don't hide what I, what I do for a living. It's all out there. It's all out there. I'm not hiding from any of you guys. And you know, you know that this is like who I am. And so like, sometimes I get stuff wrong. Sometimes I get stuff right. But I'm telling you right now, if you swap in a better LCD, it's going to look better than the standard spooky machine. Do you have to do it? No. End the fucking story. But don't accuse me of fucking lying about even doing the fucking swap. People are lying, saying, I don't even think he did the swap. Fuck these losers. These guys are losers, people. They know they're losers. You've seen these guys at shows. They're fucking losers. They're losers hanging behind the internet, trying to accuse me of making this shit up. Whatever. Whatever. Now, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. I bet Spooky fucking puts a better LCD in the next game. And I'm so tired of this new thing where everyone just has to say, well, I just, I'll just live with it. I'll just live with this. I'll live with... Fucking, you're paying so much money for these things. Why are you just going to live with it and, and learn to live with it? I mean, I'm telling you right now, if you're OCD about this game and you don't want any dimples on the game, yeah, I was fucking wrong. And I'll admit when I'm wrong, you're going to want a playfield protector because the game's going to dimple. It's going to dimple down the middle where the scoop ejects. And there's nothing you can do about it. You could spend 700 bucks on a cruiseman. You could get Spooky who might install you a playfield protector before they make your game. Or you could just fucking live with it. Those are your three fucking options. Fuck everything else. All right? All right. And the final thing I want to talk about is two of the biggest babies going on right now in pinball are two of the biggest personalities in pinball. And I just want to say what I'm really pissed off about is whenever there's pinball drama, 
whenever there's a lot of pinball like anger and there's like shit being thrown left and right, I'm usually at the middle of it. I usually start it. And I'm so disappointed that this pinball drama is happening and I'm fucking left out. I'm left out. I'm nowhere part of it. I didn't do anything to start it. I'm not even in the middle of it. That's fucking bullshit. If anyone has the right to be part of the most relevant pinball drama happening in the world, it's fucking me. I earned that right to be at the center of this attention, and I'm a fucking narcissistic, sociopathic attention whore that should be at the center of all of this, and it's not fair, all right? That's what they call me. They call me all those things. It's fucking bullshit. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Two people out there are feuding, and they've been feuding for a long time. And they are two of the biggest names in pinball. They're two of the biggest names in the pinball media. And I'm here to tell you on this episode of Canada's Pinside Babies that I want this shit to stop. And I am so sick and tired because I'm in the middle of it too. I want to, on this episode, I want to do a call to a truce, a detente, a, a ceasefire between Zach Manny and Jack Danger. And they listen to the show both of them. I talk to them, both of them separately. You know, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of in the middle. But what I'm going to do on this episode right now, Pinside Babies, is I'm going to fucking call them both out because they both are right and they both are wrong. And they're both alpha males and they're both egomaniacs like me. They're both a little bit narcissistic like me. They both have outspoken personalities like me. We're all kind of similar. And of course, we're going to clash because people like us, we want to make the best of what we do. We want to make the best content. We want to make the best streams. We want to make the best podcast. We want to make the best this, that. And we also, we also want to be seen as the leader who carries the torch in pinball and in our respective fields. And there's no denying that. And here's the fucking crazy part is I think each of us really excels well at what we do. And when we dip our toes into other areas, we're not as good. It shouldn't be the thing that we own. But, you know, there's a lot going on. And I'm going to fucking be honest on this fucking part of the podcast because I think only honesty will bridge the gap between these two men. And only honesty from Canada as an observer can maybe help mend the wounds between this whole scenario. And I think I can do it. I see Chris the Pintern trying to do it. Like, we, there's no way a guy that dresses up like fucking Willy Wonka is going to be the one who fucking solves this problem. And Chris, you know, I love you, bro. But man, I was watching you post in the thread recently. And you're you're like slamming Jack Danger for his work on Rick and Morty. And we're going to talk about that. And then you turn around and say, but I like Jack and I like his content. No, here's the thing, people. This is the problem with the world today. Day and the problem with fucking Pinside and the problem with fucking social media, your passive aggressive approach doesn't fucking work. It doesn't work. When you're passive fucking aggressive like that, when you fucking slam someone and then pretend like you're not slamming them and that you like them, that's called being passive aggressive. It's the fucking weakest behavior that a human being can display. And I'm not passive aggressive. I will tell you right out of the gate. Like I think uh, Oryx art was crappy on Alien. Now, a passive aggressive would be like, well, you know, I kind of think, but, 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 and that's the problem with the fucking pinball media. I'll give you another example that happened recently when Craig Bobby did his midweek show on the pinball network and all he did for 10 minutes was complain about people that are complaining about the Jurassic Park topper buyers being morons. Now, there's only one person out there who said that and it was me. 
And instead of saying my name and, hey, Canada said this, and I disagree with you, Chris, and I disagree with Canada. No, he's got to go passive aggressive. And that is such a loser move. And that's a weak move. And it's a move of a coward. And I'm so tired of the cowards in the pinball media world. If you have a problem with someone, just fucking say it. And being passive aggressive is what creates the foundation for all of this drama. And don't get me wrong. If you go passive aggressive, look, I've been in blowout fights with people and then we shake hands and make up. But if we were passive aggressive and not shaking hands and making up, the drama would continue. I just saw it the other day with the fucking Puppet Pals, the new show. What a passive aggressive dick move it was for them to be like, oh, we got a letter from New York of a guy who lives in a one bedroom apartment who's lonely. Yeah, you're talking about me, you fucking losers. So just say my name, you fucking losers. Like, if you want to come at me, fucking come at me. Like, that's okay. Like, I can handle it. But that's the whole thing. It's like, it's a passive aggressive loser who like writes you a note and tells you to fuck off, but doesn't sign their name. I've always been signing my name on every single time I've told someone to fuck off or they were wrong or they were right or their game was beautiful or their game was fucking ugly. I don't hold back. But these passive aggressive losers are the real problem in the world today. So fuck all of you. If you have an opinion and you want to say something about another man or woman or grown adult, then fucking have the courage to sign your name to it. All right. Now back to Jack and Zach. So these two, a lot of the problems are the passive aggressiveness that occurs between the two of them and the fucking, the way they pretend to act one way on social media and then how they act another way, maybe privately. And I want to say this. I want to say this. I think the best way to get these two to make up, I want to tell both of you right now, and this is coming from me. This is coming from me who I believe I'm a good arbiter of people and human beings. I believe both of you are good men. I believe both of you sincerely have really good hearts. I believe both of you stand up for what's right. I believe both of you stand up for a diverse world. I don't think any of you are, either one of you are bad men at all, okay? And that's why I'm friends with both of you. I'm friends with both of you, despite some of the things that might annoy me about both of you, and I'm gonna go into that. And I think that's another reason why both of you are friends with me, is because as much as people say all this terrible shit about Canada, Deep down, you know that's not true. You know some of this is always just an act for entertainment. And any fucking intelligent person can understand that. So I think you both are really good men. And above all of that, I think both of you represent this hobby so well. I think you represent this hobby so well. And I'm going to be completely candid on why I think that's the case. I think you're both attractive men. Not as attractive as me, but you're both good-looking men who are in shape, who are well-spoken, who are educated, who are articulate, who really are a great figurehead for the pinball hobby. Now, there's a reason why a lot of times we get stereotyped as being like out of shape, like diabetic, like boozing, like beer drinking, like losers. And like you guys, you guys open up this hobby to a broader audience because you're more approachable for a lot of people. You're more relatable for a lot of people. And yes, you're not the most diverse two guys in the planet, but you know what I'm saying is like you guys are disarming. People see you and they want to talk to you. People see you and they'll like you. People, And that's why you guys have so many fans, both of you. And, and uh, you both are very approachable and very relatable and very enthusiastic. And you can articulate your enthusiasm for this fucking hobby so goddamn well. Now, I think both of you want to be the leader of a stupid thing like pinball. 
and to be the leader of pinball and, and to want to be the leader and the sole leader and, and the voice of this hobby is fucking stupid because no one, no one is entitled to that. And I see this all the time. Like people think that I should not have a podcast, that I'm not entitled to my opinion about pinball. Like here's the thing. There's enough room in this fucking hobby. There's enough room in this fucking world for all of us to have our voice, our fan bases and not go at each other not, you know, attack each other. And again, it goes back to the passive aggressiveness. You know, I know that, and here's the thing, I'm gonna go off on both of these men right now, okay? Because everyone goes off on me. It's, it's Canada's time to tell you why I think, you know, what are the origins of, of this fucking feud? And I know there's a lot, a lot, a lot, but I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna go in order, all right? Jack Danger, I'm gonna start with you, my friend. Jack, here's the thing, here's the thing. When Zach created the Pinball Network, you should not, have fucking labeled this guy as a racist, as a sexist, as all these things. And you did. You put up the Bernstein Bears image and that was fucking stupid. Like you went too far and you started making accusations about Zach Manny that are not true. They're not accurate. And you have to be really fucking careful when you start to label people these things. He's a husband. He's a family man. He's a businessman. He's got clientele. When you say that about someone and it's not backed up with any facts, and it wasn't, it wasn't, that is fucking horrible, man. And you can't do that. And I know, I know that's not you, Jack. And that's the thing. I know it's not you. So I think you should apologize for that. Because I think that is, and I think that's a lot of the reasons why a lot of this shit's going on behind the scenes and, and, and the fighting for the reveal of fucking Hot Wheels. I can't believe we even live in a fucking world where people are fighting to reveal in a fucking American pinball game. Like, if you came to Canada and said, hey, Canada, how would you like to reveal American Pinball's Hot Wheels? I'd be like, no, nah, fuck, I'm good, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm gonna pass. You know, I'm on season, like, seven of The Office, episode 22. I'd rather do that than reveal the fucking game. I don't fucking care. I, I would easily pass on revealing the next American Pinball title because, as you know, I'm not passive-aggressive. I think American Pinball is run by a fucking bunch of fools, and this game, to me, does not turn it all around. Fuck, man, I've been, uh, I'm going to sidetrack. I've been listening to the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. They talk about Hot Wheels like this game is like, they figured it all out. They This game's got, fuck that. Jesus, Ian and Drew, like what happened to you guys? Like put the fucking bottles down, man. This game is not the second coming of pinball. There's nothing fucking in it. There's nothing fucking in it. Yeah, you could steal a fucking multi-ball from a Steve Ritchie game where all the game goes red and it's time. But fuck, man, are we really looking at Hot Wheels as like the fucking, you know, sliced bread invention? Like, get the fuck out of here, guys. Like, wake the fuck up. Look at other games, man. Jesus, everyone's in, in such a need to kiss the ass of the industry. Not happening on Canada. Okay, so my point is this, Jack, you fucking should not have done that, right? And I need you need to apologize to Zach for that, okay? You need to apologize to Zach for banning him from your Twitch channel, my man. Like, Jack Danger is the best Twitch streamer in pinball. He just is. Each of these guys has to let each other like succeed in areas and not try to take him. It's like when Zach tries to say he's going to be better at Canada at podcasting. It's never fucking happening. And he knows he's doing it. I'm going to go into Zach. Hold on. Jack, you should not have banned Zach from this stream that you do. And you've done it. Like, Dead Flip has banned Zach Manny. I think he's banned some of Zach's friends. And that's fucking bullshit. Like, once you start banning people who are just there to check it out, and, and it's, it's again, it's pa that's passive-aggressive behavior. That's passive-aggressive behavior. Before it ever came to that point of banning Zach from your Twitch stream, like, did you talk to the guy on the phone? Have you tried to work it out? Have you tried to, like, create a better resolution than this? 
And so I, I think like a lot of this, again, it just keeps carrying over, right? It's like this carried over animosity. And I think, look, I get it. And I'm not asking you guys to be best fucking friends and, and, and split a fucking Sunday at McDonald's, but I'm asking, you know, you guys to fucking bury the hatchet and at least like, let's get to a place in which we can all work together because it's fucking, it's fucking annoying. We got, I can't take it. I can't, I can't watch Chris the fucking Pinter dressed as Willy Wonka trying to play the role of fucking mediator here. I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. Now he's going to go on Orbit or Albert's show and complain about me, but I called you out by name. I love it. We give Albert content now. Okay, Jack, look, you're a great guy, man. And I, I'm friends with you because again, I think in your heart, you're an awesome guy. You've got awesome friends and you're an amazing ambassador for pinball. Zach Manny, now I'm going to go to you. And Zach, you're another guy. You're a good guy. You are a really good guy. I don't need Greg fucking Bone to tell us why you're a good guy. Greg, I fucking get it. I love you too, Greg Bone. They're both great men. Straight Down the Middle is the best video series on pinball I've ever seen. Their reviews are great until you get to the score in which they give everything a B plus, but they make great pinball content. And so, you know, look, I think nobody out there doesn't really enjoy what Zach Manny brings into the pinball world. Yes, is he a shill for pinball? Absolutely, because he's a distributor. Like, well, you can't blame the guy. It's his business. Like, I don't blame a guy who's trying to fucking sell me on something that he's selling, but, but I just, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, right? I mean, every time Zach says the Jurassic Park topper's great, I, I laugh because I know it's, it's a pathway to a fourth twippy for Canada. So I encourage him to keep shilling like that on his show because it means no one's going to fucking vote for him when it comes to best pinball podcast. But the thing about Zach is this, and, and Zach, you know, I love you. You know, I love you, Jack and Zach. I love both of you, but Zach, here's the thing that you always fail to understand. And it's one simple thing. You are the most passive-aggressive motherfucker in this entire hobby. And you're the most passive-aggressive fucking personality I've ever met. And what I mean by passive-aggressive is you play these fucking games. You play these manipulative games with people and you know what you're doing, man. The, way, the best way to describe Zach Manny if, when you were growing up as a kid is Zach is the kid who's like behind you that just keeps like blowing on your ear. He just keeps blowing on your ear to get a rise out of you. And then you turn around and you smack the fuck out of him. And the teacher's like, what? Did he hit you? And Zach's like, Zach's like I didn't touch him. I didn't touch him. I never touched him. I never touched him. Like, I didn't do anything. And then, and then it's all of a sudden he's the victim. And that to me is what Zach does. And he knows how to do it. He knows how to get under people's skin. And he thinks it's fucking cute. And Zach, yeah, like if that's the game you want to play with people, you then have to anticipate, expect, and understand you're going to get blowback. You're going to get people that fucking hate you for doing that. And there comes a point where it's, it's no longer cute, where you are kind of trying to manipulate things to your agenda. And people see fucking right through it, man. It's like, there's just these times in which, why is he doing it this way? Like, why, you know, and it's like, whoa, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't like really say anything. Like, and then he gets on his show and he acts the victim, even though he knows he said things that really riled people up. I mean, he did it with the Twippies. And, and again, he always says like, well, if you knew what I knew and you knew what I, it's like, Zach, Zach, it's cause and effect in this world. Like, it's just, you have to understand, like, some of this vitriol coming your way is because of some of the stuff you've done. You're not just this innocent victim, but he plays that role so nicely. Now, what I'm here to encourage Zach to do is just stop that shit as well. You know, all the jabbing at me, you know, it's funny because, like, I'll say things directly, and then every time you listen to the Pinball Network, it comes passive-aggressively back at me. And then half of the shows, like, all the content becomes, like, passive-aggressive ways for them to achieve their agenda 
of, of saying distasteful things about me, but they don't say it directly. And I'm just here to say, like, why don't we all just fucking cut it out? You know, why doesn't all of our vitriol and all of our fucking anger, why don't we just apply it where it should go? And that is to the manufacturers when they make cheap shit, when they cut fucking corners, when they design games we don't want. Like we're all connected for our enthusiasm for pinball. So everything should be applied in that area. So what I'm calling for is this. And I know this is like a big fucking request. I think that Zach Manny and Jack Danger should fucking just call each other, call each other and say, look, like men, Let's let go of all of the shit to date. I know I've done shit that I fucking regret. I know you've done shit that you fucking regretted. Why don't we just bury the fucking hatchet? You don't have to be best fucking friends. Look, I'm going to put it out there right now for all of my listeners. I would love to have you both come on the show and let's just talk it out and just have, you know, we don't even have to talk about any of the past. Let's just talk about pinball. Let's just have a normal dialogue. Sometimes the best way to move forward is to forget about all the shit and just connect on something positive that's happening and move forward through it. You know, I want to watch a dead flip stream and see Zach's Manny in the chat. I want to see that. I want to go on to Zach's stuff and see Jack Danger there. I want to say that, you know, get, you know, these guys could easily share, they could easily share the limelight for a lot of this stuff. Like there's enough games, there's enough shitty games to go around where each of these guys could take turns streaming it. Like, why not? Like, I, I, I just don't get why it has to be so black and white, so fucking this or that. And none of you guys are racist, sexist, homophobic people. You guys are good men. And I think you could fucking figure it out, all right? And this is Kaneda asking me for you guys to do that because I respect both of you and you both fucking do amazing stuff. You both do things that annoy each other. I get it. But maybe now, maybe now coming out of this pandemic, we can fucking forgive some of this stuff and we can move forward. And we don't need a guy dressed as a fucking Willy Wonka outfit intern to fucking create that. We could fucking, we could achieve it ourselves. But I invite both of you on the show. And Zach, between me and you, and I'm going to say this, Zach, and this is part of the passive aggressive approach you take. Behind the scenes, Zach always tells me, you and me feuding, Chris, is, is good. It's good for business. It's good. No, it's not, Zach. It's not good. And, it's, and it creates an environment of passive aggressiveness. And you're the one perpetuating that. You're the one avoiding my show. You're the one who won't allow me on the show. And I'm just here to tell you right now, I think the Pinball Network is a fucking colossal failure. And I'm going to tell you directly. And I don't, I don't mean this to make more drama. And the reason why I think it's a failure is we didn't need it. We didn't need to create a pinball network to exclude certain people from your little powwow. You didn't invite half of the content creators that are making great shows. Why not? You didn't, you didn't need to do it. The shows on the network, some of them are really good. And you know what shows those are. And some of them are so fucking bad, it's excruciatingly painful to listen to them. You know, and so you've got these good shows and like, but it wasn't necessary because all those content creators, you have not identified a single new content creator that is great. All of the good content that is on the fucking network was great before the network. And it will be great after the network. You know, you don't need pinball cribs. Like, you don't need to keep doing all this stuff to try and take over. You, that's your goal, Zach. You want to take over. Maybe let go of it. Maybe just do what you're really good at. And then maybe share in the riches with everybody else. Maybe join Canada's Pinball Podcast and let's have a conversation. When we disagree on something, Zach, how much more powerful would it be for you to invite me on to give my point of view, for you, me to invite you and Dennis on to my show. 
But see, when you do stuff like Dennis Creasel won't even say my name. Dennis Creasel won't even give me credit when he's using stuff that I broke the exclusive on. That stuff is where the drama is born. And I'm here to tell you, just because you have Canada on your show is not an endorsement of Canada. And just because I have you on my show doesn't mean that I'm endorsing. You know what I'm saying? We're grown men who are just giving our points of view on the dumbest fucking thing on the planet, a fucking pinball machine. It's the dumbest fucking thing to be the origins of this drama. So let me end this episode of Pinside Babies by saying this. Everybody, everybody, let's try and fucking work this shit out. Let's get along. Let's fucking bury the hatchet between Zach and Jack. Swap out your fucking LCDs if you want it to look better. If not, I don't give a flying fuck. I didn't lie or manipulate the photos. All you pinside fucking babies out there, I fucking challenge all of you directly. Pick up a fucking microphone, start your own fucking podcast, and see if you can do what I did. All right? And I'm not here to hurt the community. I'm not here to fucking just prop myself up. I don't make fucking money doing this. This is only because I do love pinball and I know it fucking annoys some of those people out there who fucking think they're entitled to this hobby. The Hiltons of the world, they think it's their hobby because they play pinball all day long. I don't give a fuck. If you play pinball fucking 23 hours a day, Hilton, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make your love for pinball better than mine. It doesn't make your fucking enthusiasm for it more than mine. And it must irk you that you deny that you listen to the show. How can that guy say he doesn't listen, man? At some point, someone's got to be like, man, you probably should check it out. Like he's actually giving really good tips to the community and he's actually helping Rick and Morty owners more than your sorry asses. Oh, but Hilton, I love you too, bro. And I just for the record, just for the record, then I'll let you go. I've tried to bury the hatchet with Hilton a million times and he won't do it. Like a Hilton right now, I will make Hilton, I will, in the spirit of burying the hatchet on stuff, Hilton, right now, I will have you on the show and I will apologize for everything I've ever said mean and let's work it out together. Why don't you and I set the tone here for what we want to see in others? So Hilton, the offer is yours. If you're friends with Hilton, you know, reach out to him. Email me at canadapinball at gmail.com. All I want to do is call you up and apologize and maybe we both can just move forward how does that sound like i'm putting the olive branch out there and i mean it and if we burn the hatchet i won't say negative things about you i won't attack you and we could just move forward how does that sound in the spirit of new beginnings everybody this has been episode like 499 of the best fucking pinball podcast on planet earth because we fucking don't beat around the bush we fucking just talk to you two grown men amazing men work the shit out we don't need a willy wonka intern And the LCD, do what you will. If you don't like this show, here's the deal. Free world, don't fucking listen. Later. (laughs) 